at least they started scoring some points. Let's talk more NBA, and let's talk a little bit about my Chicago Blackhawks, number one overall pick in the draft as well. I know you don't care about that, but I do. Uh, Cameron Smith joins us right now, host of The Better Angle with Kate Constable. You hear that on Saturday, 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Also the host of Inside the Association at Stadium. Cam, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Look, I love the intro by my girl, Trista. I need that again. Give me, give me that killer one more time, Trista. Killer. Hey, like that's that? what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I need that every anytime that I appear on the show as a guest, even when I do hell. When I do live on the line, just put that on. I'm not even going to introduce myself. I'm just going to so have Cam, Trista's voice play over. You, uh, like me, you're a Chicago native. How are you feeling? Are the Blackhawks back? Or at least, are, are they going to be relevant? And Are you going to be able to watch them again? I don't know if they're going to be any good for a couple of years here, but you got to feel pretty good yeah. about the future at least. I mean, look, Chicago sports is on the run now, right now when it comes to number, number one overall picks, man. We got the Bears. Obviously, they had the number one pick, traded that thing over to the Carolina Panthers and got a nice haul. So it's, it's setting up to look good for the Bears in 2023. But then also, with the Blackhawks getting the number one overall pick, and it's going to be no surprise that they're going to snatch up Connor Radar. Like, if they go with anybody else, then they might as well move the team outside of the city of Chicago and probably put them in Arlington Heights like the Bears going to like the city's going to do with the Bears and the Bears are moving there. So, I mean, it has to be him as that number one overall pick. But still, it's it's a good time right now because the Blackhawks need all of the good press that they can get because that season was disgusting and it's one of the reasons that led them to get the number one overall pick. So, shout out to them. Congratulations to the hockey gods on blessing us with the uh, number one overall pick. So, there we go. Chicago Bulls were up, uh, I want to say, you know, almost double digits uh, to the Miami Heat in that play-in game. Thought that that was going to be a win. Chicago was going to go to the, the playoffs, which would have been probably a, a, an automatic L against the Bucks. But does it make you feel better that Miami has dethroned the Bucks and now look like they're going to take down the New York Knicks as well, given the fact that uh, it was a heartbreaking loss for you guys in the play-in? It's like a bittersweet answer with that one, Trista, because I got a lot of people that I have ties to in New York City um, during my time with working with MSG Network. So I consider them family over there. So seeing them getting bounced out of the playoffs, which is looking like it's going to happen and it's inevitable, just the way that Miami's playing, I'm just like, man, I hate it had to be them. But then also, it's good to see the Heat continue on just to continue to surprise people because obviously, if Milwaukee goes on and they possibly beat the heat in that one obviously that didn't happen but still they march on and probably win because i had them as the nba champion before the playoffs started when all of the seedings came together i had them winning their second championship in three years they would have hung that over chicagoans head like you know hey y'all have the jordan years and things have changed i just didn't want to hear that because it's been too much just trash talk from people from the state of wisconsin knowing that team that wears green and yellow. So I'm just tired of that. And they just sort of piled it on even more with the Bucks. So it is good to see Miami soldier through and just really do something that's really historic on this run. So um, the way it's looking right now, yeah, 10-point lead, just started the fourth quarter. It's looking like a 3-1 lead for the Heat going back to the Garden in game five. What are your thoughts on this game tonight? Warriors, two-and-a-half-point dogs out in Los Angeles. Lakers obviously favored in the game, minus 140 on the money line. The total is 228-and-a-half, not only for tonight, for the rest of the series. You know, do you think Anthony Davis's body could hold up for an entire series? And uh, who do you like tonight and the rest of the way, Lakers or the Warriors? You know what? Before the series even got started, I said Warriors in six. And so I'm not going to hide my hands. I threw the rock, so I'm not going to hide my hands on that one. I still feel the Warriors can win in six. If it goes seven, which is more likely – of this happening because I just can't see the Lakers losing three straight games. If they do that, then that will be the nastiest just fall back and downfall that I've ever seen in sports. 
Um, but it's a situation for Golden State where they're in a really great position because with the the lack of rest in between games, you're talking about only one day of rest in between games in this series. This is going to be the fourth game in seven days, and that's big for certain people on the Lakers roster, right? I know LeBron is seen to be, you know, not human and out of this world, but at the same time, we've seen in his numbers and what they reflected in the past couple of days, that 38-year-old body is looking 38. He's not as explosive and doesn't take over games like he should. Now, with that said as well, the fourth game in seven days also affects his running partner, and that's Anthony Davis. And I'm just shocked. And one, congrats to AD for having his body hold up this long because he's been on the run with that. But at some point, you know that it's going to be some kind of freak injury. And I'm not trying to wish that on a fellow Chicagoan, but it's just, it's just in the recipe for Anthony Davis. Like, it's just something like he could be going to, you know, get some extra grip on his shoes and and slip on the mat. And now he's out for two weeks with a high ankle sprain. Right. So with him and just the lack of rest, I think that Golden State can take advantage of that tonight. And it's one thing to lose a game like the Warriors did in game three, but it's another thing to get dog walked by 30 points. Like you got embarrassed on national TV. So this is going to be a different Warriors team that we'll see tonight. And I doubt that they'll shoot. I believe they shot 15 of 44 from three in game three. So something disgusting. That's not happening again tonight. We just need to have um, the looks of Jordan Poole, who, you know, I don't know what the hell is going on with him playing wise. He's just not himself, especially compared to what we saw last year, but they need him to step up. They need clay to be there and also Steph. So the key guys for this team, starters and bench-wise, need to be there for Golden State to even up this series to send it back to San Francisco in game five. What have you been, uh, like, really intrigued by in the in the series between the Boston Celtics and the Sixers? Because, you know, like you said, James Harden has been, you know, a roller coaster. It's been really fun to watch him. Uh, right. Obviously, uh, went to Las Vegas during his off day. Seems to have found his, his swagger uh, in this last game. <laughs> No, and it's like Vegas for a guy like James Harden is the cure-all. It's almost like a vacation spot for him. I mean, obviously, just regular people, we don't think of it like that. It's like Vegas, oh, it's going to be late nights, early mornings, all that. But no, nah, it's just kind of like a natural thing for James Harden because that's what he does. And so it was like he baptized himself in the fountain of youth and has been playing well. So that's one of the more surprising things that I've seen in this series is James Harden exercising those playoff demons. And, Ryan, you were talking about that. Like, hey, it's not. it wasn't his fault that Chris Falk got hurt and, you know, he struggled when he was with the Rockets. But then also you look at from the time that he's played game one when he dropped 45 and they stole game one without Embiid. It's like, okay, this is a different James Harden. And we start to see kind of little clues of that in the series against Brooklyn. He wasn't as dominant scoring the basketball. But when you look at his playmaking ability and what he was able to do in that sweep of the Brooklyn Nets, you had to say, okay, well, this is something for James Harden where he started to turn a corner in the playoffs. And we've seen that so far throughout the first uh, four games. So it'll be interesting to see how – he comes out in game five if he doesn't come out and play well offensively and I just mean scoring the basketball and also uh, making plays for other and others then it's going to be a long night for Philly even with MB back on the court so that's been one of the more surprising things and interesting things in this series but then also the other one is on the Celtic side with Malcolm Brogdon like I didn't know that Malcolm Brogdon could score like this even when he was back at Virginia he was more of like a system guy kind of one of those older guys on the court, senior, get it, get the job done on the defensive and offensive end. But it's like Joe Mazzula or whatever is in the Boston water or just playing with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown has unlocked some scoring power for Malcolm Brogdon. If you look at his numbers and what he's been able to put up throughout the playoffs, you're like, this dude has really been balling. So he's made me some uh, some nice money on some player props when it comes to his point totals 
for for these games. So shout out to Malcolm Brogdon. I appreciate you, six man of the year. Nuggets Suns for me the best series. Right now the Nuggets are minus one sixty five. The Suns, you're still getting plus money, plus one forty. The way Devin Booker's playing now, they're getting nothing from Aiton and it doesn't really matter. No Chris Paul's probably a good thing. You could pick also series lending exactly how many games. Six is plus 105. For it to go to seven is minus 125. So I think the market's telling you they expect this to go seven. What would you do if you had to bet right. this series right now, man? Because it's so tough to call. You know what? I'm going to be a prisoner on the, mo- on the moment right now. Give me the Phoenix Suns at plus 140 to take this series. Like, I really feel that the way that they have going. And, yeah, I know it's just only two games. They both were in Phoenix. They're two games that they, that they won. But Devin Brooker is like Bruce Lee on the court. I don't know what it is. He's flowing like water offensively. He's getting into his midi game. His mid-range game has been phenomenal. He's like a master in that area of the court. And so him putting up 83 total points in the last two games on a true shooting percentage of 79.1%, that's insane. And I need you guys to really – I know you guys understand that, but everybody watching this show, a true shooting percentage of 79.1 in two games and he's made 20 of 26 jump shots, is something that you see on a video game. It's like he's playing at all rookie levels on on 2K or something. So um, just kind of riding him and seeing what he's able to do offensively, and that allows Kevin Durant to get his spots and get his rest on the offensive end, puts me in the position to say, hey, well, if Phoenix can go ahead and steal one in Denver, which they have to do in order to move towards the Western Conference Finals, then they can get that. And if they're going to steal one, it has to be game five tomorrow night so yeah give me the Suns to take the series at plus 140 I'm really feeling that do you feel like the Warriors are dead I don't feel like the Warriors are dead no not at all um and you kind of maybe had some examples of that against Sacramento in that first round I'm sorry Trista I know it's PTSD for your cane it is and all that you know you're still my girl but still there were situations with Golden State where you're like they're really about to get bounced out of the playoffs in the first round by a team that hasn't been in the playoffs or franchise that hasn't been in the playoffs since 2006. But then Golden State becomes Golden State. They lean into that championship pedigree that they have. And, of course, Steph Curry was like, look, forget all this. I'm top 15. I'm, I'm top 10 in the NBA history in terms of what he can bring to the court. So the 50 points that he had in Game 7 was phenomenal. But I can't count this team out, especially at this point of the series against L.A. I think when we wake up tomorrow morning and after the dust settles and see who come, becomes victorious in this game between the Lakers and the Warriors, then I could think you can start to, if the Warriors come out on the losing end, start throwing some dirt on a grave because trying to bounce back from a 3-1 deficit against LeBron and Anthony Davis and given all that I said about their bodies and LeBron's age at 38 but still if they only have to put it together for one game only need one win to move to the Western Conference Finals if they come off a win tonight then yeah the Warriors are definitely RIP deceased put a toe tag on them time of death whatever that's going to be go ahead and look at your watch (laughs) Uh, Cam we got 60 seconds who do you think the best bet on the board right now is to win the NBA Finals the Celtics are still the favorites plus 165 Lakers plus 425 Nuggets plus 450 Suns, you're getting better than six to one odds. Warriors nine to one, or uh, Philly plus nine hundred. That's a tough one, man. Because all of my just ideas of who I thought was going to win the NBA championship is out the window. Because I told you guys I had Milwaukee, but Same. seeing the odds and where they are now, oh man, I would have I would have to lean to Phoenix right now. This is going with them not knowing what's happening against L.A. 
and Golden State as of now. If Golden State is able to survive tonight and survive that series, then I got to put my money on the Warriors. I believe it's at plus 900. I'm looking at my screen right now. So, um, yeah, I would have to lean towards them. But in this moment, pre-Lakers Warriors game four, I got to put my money on the Phoenix Suns. All right, Cam, actually, I lied. 20 seconds for you. Bears over or under seven and a half wins. I bet them to win the NFC North. I'm a lunatic. Listen, no, nah, you're not a lunatic. You're just a realistic Bears fan, Ryan. So, yeah, give me the over on seven and a half wins, dog. Come on, the NFC North is not the NFC North. Aaron Rodgers is gone. Detroit, they're frauds. I'm not putting any stock into them, despite how successful they were last year. And Minnesota, the defense is just one of the worst defenses that is in the NFL. If you need some evidence, just look at every single game that they played last year. How many comebacks did they have in the fourth quarter? Yeah, because their defense was just trash. So, yeah, give me the Bears over seven and a half wins. We're taking the North. Go ahead and clip this and save this when we get to that time when they hit the open. Cam, thanks so much. You're the man. That's Cameron Smith. You hear him on the better angle with Kate Constable. Also, inside the, in- inside the association, it's Monday. Uh, check that out on Stadium.